Man, how many glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? I tell our people after what we've been through in 2020 that you don't take it for granted to get together with brothers and sisters, amen, to worship and to glorify. Um, there's something different when we get together and worship compared to what's online. When people get together, when they get together and fellowship, and I'll preach a little bit more about that here today. So many things I can go through. The first thing I do want to uh, mention is that you have wonderful, wonderful pastors. You have wonderful leaders in a time that it is extremely difficult to pastor a church, trying to make the right decisions and want to do the right thing, want to try uh, to make everyone happy, but yet your main goal is to be pleasing unto the Lord. There's not a preacher out there that does not want to hear when their time comes that they do not want to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. And so that's what the pastors struggle with. They struggle with, Lord, I, we want to do what you called us to do. I want to hear those words, but yet you're battling here on the uh, earthly realm, I guess you could say. almost sound a little Star Trek-ish or something, but... You're trying to, to be pleasing, but the most important thing is to be pleasing unto the Lord. Unto the Lord. So, Pastor, thank you so much for having this, stepping out, and just doing it in a time, as you said, of uncertain times, uh, and welcoming us to come into your house and to, to share the word of the Lord. But uh, if you would, let's take a minute and just honor them and love them here this morning and let them know how much you love your pastors this morning. In a tough year, in a tough time, you ought to love on them this morning and let them know you love them and appreciate them. You'll never know the battle. You'll never know, you'll never know the, the sacrifice unless you've been there, unless you've walked in those shoes and know the battle. I'm pretty open and honest with our people. I'm kind of an open book. I think the older I get, the more gray hair I get, the more I'm like, it is what it is. I just throw it out there. And, and I, I tell our people all the time, they just would never know the, the battle, you know, the, the things that happen behind closed doors. When we first started, <clears throat> we, uh, we started out when the pandemic broke out. The first thing that we had done is we, we did a drive-in service. We didn't shut service down. We did a drive-in service. We went to one of the local um, community center or whatever so we could have enough parking. Uh, we were running like four services at a time. We had an AFM transmitter. It was kind of like you go to a drive-in, and we had got a stage and got a tent, rented a stage and a tent, went out there, and just had service in rain, cold, snow, worship. We just got down with it. But what folks, a lot of folks didn't know is that, you know, that behind closed doors, I had people sending me messages. My wife will tell you, people sending me messages like almost death threats. You're killing people. You're going to kill people. What are you doing? Don't you see what's happening? Even though we were doing it in a safe and effective way, people were staying in their cars. They were, you know, sending messages that were terrible. And that's what I talk about the wrestle because you, you're a pastor because you have a heart for people. If you don't have a heart for people and you have a heart for preaching, you're in the wrong business. You need to get out because it's going to be a rough road of ministry. But our heart is for people. We love people as pastors. We love people. And so that's what I'm talking about, the wrestle of honoring your pastors because you love people so much, but yet you love the Lord exceedingly and abundantly. And so that's that wrestle there. So I want to encourage you as I know we're heading out of, getting ready to come out of 2020. 
but it's still not over yet. And so I want to encourage you to encourage them. Keep them encouraged. Keep them lifted up during this time, whether it's just a card, whether it's a text message, whether uh, don't complain about something, don't murmur about something. And you might have some things that might be legitimate to you, might be legitimate to you, but he's got about 45 other things that people that's legitimate to him that he's got to wrestle through, that she's got to wrestle through. So keep them encouraged. Even though you say, well, I might not go that route, you know, pastor decided he's fallen the way of the Lord. He wants to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I could just preach that all day and we'll be here all day. And I don't want to keep you, I don't want to keep you long. Don't want to keep you long. My wife did preach a, a, a great, wonderful, anointed message. I'm used to it. They all were shocked and surprised, but I wasn't. Uh, she'd been, she'd been preaching for me. Uh, I tell pastor, you know, the older I get, the more kind of like pastor, most of the people that I have come and preach at our church are all home folks. My wife preached. I got a couple other guys that I'm raising up, giving opportunities to uh, preach the message. Now, this morning, I got a friend of mine from Huntington, West Virginia, and I think this is the first guest speaker we've had in years because I've just been using people in the church, giving them an opportunity. And so that kind of goes along when you we talked about uh, this weekend was designed for legacy. That's kind of what it's about, passing, passing the mantle, passing that down keeping the word of God the world thinks they're stifling I would say the world I say the enemy the enemy thinks he's stifling the word of God thinks he can shut the churches down shut different things down uh, we have a good we have a good I was telling pastor here we went out to eat we we have a good I have I preached all through California I'm at all through California. I have since I've been, shoot, I started learned how to preach in California. Bakersfield, California. Um, would go out there for weeks on end before I was married and just preach. And they are completely shut down. I'm at there, no drive-in service, no nothing there or not. They have, for the last seven months, have been doing uh, online services. And you say, well, that's great. We've talked about it before. It's easy. It's easy to get caught up in a routine it's it's easy to get caught well let, let's just go let, let, let's just go I, I need to go and i'll start just preaching about other things and we'll never get out of here all right but i got a lot of scriptures as you know and so we're going to go through them so when i holler at you just just let me know but let's start off with the ephesians if you would let's start off here ephesians uh chapter 4 verse 27 y'all with me today all right so this is just a, a, a scripture that at our church that we I've just been hammering, hammering, hammering uh, all through the pandemic, just really going after um, because we don't we don't. I know some of you think the 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 battle is political, but nowhere in the Bible does he say we are batting battling politically. He said we're battling what? We're battling strongholds principalities powers and so we continue to tell the church for we do not give the devil a foothold don't give the devil an opportunity don't open a door for him hence my little door that we had today Second Kings chapter 4, just give me a few scriptures and we're going to jump in this thing. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 4. It says, when you have come in, he's talking about the, the, the woman she had uh, was getting ready to die. She uh, uh, 
confronts or talks to the prophet Elijah at the time and we have nothing and you know they're coming to get her the creditors are coming to get us and everything and he says when you have come in you shall shut the door behind you and your sons then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones he said I, I want you she says the creditors are going to come they're going to come and get me my uh, husband's gone they're going to get the kids it, it's done and over he says I want you to go to your neighbor's house and I want you to get you jars of oil and he says, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to come in, and I want you to shut the door behind you. I'm a big component of getting different versions of the Bible. We have so many different versions of the Bible. NIV, um, New Living Translation, Message, uh, King James, New King James, English. Ver I mean, there's, there's a plethora of different versions of the Bible. And I, often I like to go through the different versions and see how they uh, break down a particular passage. And so uh, for the first scripture I gave you in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27, it says don't give the enemy an opportunity. And if you go through all the different versions of the Bible, there's just a vast way. Don't open a door. Don't give them a foothold. Don't give them an opportunity. Don't hear. But as I went through 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 4, uh, they changed things up a little bit. But the one thing that stayed consistent in this particular text was he says, I want you to go into your house and I want you to shut the door. There's, you would think that as you go into maybe even the Message Bible, or if you go into the Amplified Version, or if you go into the New Living Translation, uh, I'm thinking maybe they said, hey, I want you just uh, to keep it keep to yourself. No, they didn't say that. Or, or I didn't say, I want you to go in and isolate yourself. Or I want you to go in and I want you to remain hidden. There was something that the writer was trying to get across in this particular passage. He says, I want you to go back vessels of oil I want you to go get jars but here's what I want you to do I want to I want you to go in your house and I want you to shut that door I don't want you to let anybody in I don't want you to give any opportunity for somebody to talk you out of what I'm getting ready to do in your life I don't want the enemy to find any type of foothold so the writer here is making sure that we understand that the door must be shut so today I want to preach to you here just briefly I won't keep you long but I want to preach to you here today from the title, Shut the Door. Shut the Door. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your grace. God, I pray that you would give people ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in this time and in this season. God, I pray that you would give me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to those that are weary. Holy Spirit, we need you today. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said... Amen. So for those of you that have never heard me preach before, I do get a little excited. I do get a little loud. So I ask that you, not that you would forgive me, but it's not a show. It's not anything like that. Jeremiah said I was ready to give up. I was ready to quit. But his word was like fire shut up in my bones. So if I get loud and get a little crazy, it's just fire shut up in my bones. When I first, when I first got saved, when I first got saved and came down to the altar, I was at an Assemblies of God church uh, in Steubenville, Ohio. 
I came down, I gave my life to the Lord, and one of the most powerful things happened. The Lord spoke to me so powerfully, and he says, listen, Kenan, I'm going to catch you on fire, and the world's going to come and watch you burn. And so there's just something about the fire that's down on the inside of me. So this prophet, the writer here in 2 Kings, and even in Ephesians, and throughout the Bible, is making sure, shut the door. Shut the door. Now you got to think, he just went to all her neighbors. And we know that just like it was back then, and it is today. They had to know there were one, some neighbors were going to come by. What are you doing? What do you got going on? What's happening in there? Why do you want the jar? What are you going to do with the jar? What do you happen? What happened with your husband? What's going on? I see the creditors at your house. I seen somebody parked in your neighborhood. What's going on there? What are you doing? I seen you come to the rosebush. Oh, I seen somebody else walking through. What do you happen? And she said, I didn't want. The prophet, the writer said, I don't want any of that. I want you to get in this house, and I don't want you to give any opportunity to the haters, the naysayers, the negative folk. I want you to shut the door behind you. What is so powerful that even through all these different translations of the Bible, that they made sure that the phrase shut the door was emphasized? What's so important about shutting the door that the writer knew? An open door is exactly what the devil is looking for in each of our lives. You don't have to say, man, I'm going to go somewhere with this. But I will say it again. An open door is exactly what the devil is looking for in each of our lives. Let me get just a, a little illustration here. As I said, we're, we're, my wife and I are just, the older we get, the more open and transparent we are. So right in the midst of, of COVID, right in the height of COVID, everything is shutting down. They're coming out. To, uh, 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 they're talking about, hey, shut down here. Do not leave your home. Uh, only essentials. You know, don't go to the store. Go here. Put the gloves on. Put this on. Be careful what you touch. Uh, Amazon pack. You can get it from. I mean, it was like we had no idea what was going on. They're coming up. They're talking about the deaths that are happening and everything. You know, we're, everybody's kind of glued to the TV wondering what do we do? Where do we go? How do we do it? We're trying to figure out what's happening with the churches and all that. And so we're in the house we're on lockdown we ordered uh, I think online food or whatever it may be uh, it, it was right there in March and so we had a storm come through it was like snow rain wind it was just nasty it was late things were going on I'm in I'm in the bedroom I'm I think watching you know binge watching you know something on Amazon or whatever you know and and so I, I kind of hear my wife kind of talking like and I and, and, and I, I could tell she wasn't talking to the boys we got two boys, 16-year-old and a 13-year-old. And it just sounded, it sounded different. And so I come out, and I just see her shaking her head. And I'm like, what are you doing? She says, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? She said, you didn't hear that person knocking at the door? I said, no. She said, this guy just came in the middle of this pandemic. The weather is crazy. He comes out. I said, what do they want? He wanted to sell me a Kirby sweeper. I, don't play me like that. Sure, I'm not playing. That's the boys. He come in. He knocked on the door in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of everything's lockdown. He comes in with no gloves, no nothing. Come in. His tie was flying all around from the wind and everything. In the middle of a storm, knocks on the door and tried to sell me a Kirby sweeper. I said, what did you do? She said, I'd do what any good pastor.
pastor's wife would do. I said, what? She said, I shut the door on him. I said, but I thought I heard the door open again. She said, I did. And I opened the door back out and I yelled at him and said, it's not a good idea in the middle of a pandemic to sell that Kirby sweeper. But I say that to say this, that the enemy works the same way. He'll try to sell you some line. He'll try to sell you some gimmick. He'll try to sell you some mess. He'll try to sell you some craziness. He'll try to sell you something just to get in your house. However he might. Mr. Kirby, I'm not knocking Kirby Sweeper out there. Anybody who works for Kirby Sweeper. But I'm trying to give an illustration that the enemy will do the same thing. He'll try to, no, here, here is all. He'll lie. He'll scheme just to get in your house. And if you open that door just a little bit, he'll step in and he'll wreck your house. I'm here to tell somebody at Rodney Pike, I'm here to tell you now is the time to shut the door. That you need to shut the door on your past. You need to shut the door on your failures. You need to shut the door on regrets. You need to shut the door on fear. You need to shut the door on shame. You need to shut the door on confusion. I don't need you to get all crazy because I know we got COVID rules or anything, but I just want you to look at somebody across the aisle or whatever and just go, shut the door, shut, just look at them, shut the door, shut the door. It is time to shut the door. Shut the door on shame, shut the door on confusion, shut the door on doubt, shut the door on the haters, shut the door on mess, shut the door and say, hey, listen, you bring that craziness somewhere else, I'm shutting the door. I don't have time because the minute I open that door, the enemy's going to kick out. I preach to somebody here today, but I got to get somebody to know it's time to. Oh, y'all can make it a little louder than that. Somebody shout, shut the door. Y'all can say what you want to say about me, talk about how you want to talk about me, but some of you need to send out a text right now in the group text saying, it's my time, I'm shutting the door. Stop texting in your group text with all your crazy mess, with all this crazy family mess. I'm shutting the door. I can't afford to allow fear to invade my life. I can't allow my past to invade my life. I can't. Oh, I wish I had three people in here. Can I preach here today? It's time to shut the door. It's time to shut the door. So, so our area, our area where the church is at has just been through some traumatic stuff the last few weeks for us. So we had a, a teacher um, pass away uh, in a uh, four-wheeler accident. Couple weeks leading uh, prior to that, a few weeks ago, um, a young man. They're still trying to work all the details out, but a young man got up and murdered his mom and his sister. Eighth grade boy, yeah, eighth grade boy, still trying to work out, and I guess shot the mom over something they're still trying to figure it out shot the mom the sister ran over to help and then shot the sister killed both of them now we're in a small town so that's everywhere but even before that we had some drama some stuff happen 
So there was a, in this kind of, you know, just with social media, it really busted out. So there was a, a father, and I guess this father, he's got a young daughter, and was upset about um, things that were happening with, uh, with um, older men, things that were being expressed to his daughter through social media. So the father, uh, he's in Ohio, uh, York, Yorkville, York, Yorkville or something like that, some area in Ohio. He imitates his 14-year-old daughter. He's actually behind the social media account, but he's imitating his 14-year-old daughter. And within an hour, he has over 200 men, 40 years old and over that are sending explicit messages through Facebook, through the social media account, of how and what they want to do with this 14-year-old girl. Over 200 within an hour. So this gentleman realized, man, there's something going on here, uh, contacts the police a little bit, but he continues to follow it through. As he continues to follow it through, one of them is so consumed by lust. He's so consumed about what is being transpired, what's being said between this 14-year-old girl. This man says, let's meet. Let's meet in your area. Let's meet down here. Now, you have to understand, it's the father, not the 14-year-old. So he gets on. Now he's Facebook Live. You know, we got to put everything on blast. So he gets on Facebook Live, and he's telling everybody, at this time, I'm going to meet this, this gentleman. Uh, he thinks I'm um, my 14-year-old daughter. I cannot show you the text. I cannot show you the messages because they're so explicit. They're so graphic. They're so detailed. It would make you guys sick. And he's driving his truck, and he's got his buddies with him. He says he thinks he's meeting my 14-year-old daughter at this gas station. What we're going to do is we're going to block him in, and we're going to go find out what's going on. So they go in the truck and they see, they know what car he's going to be in, and they pull up and they block him in. Now this gentleman's kind of just looking, and the guy jumps out and just goes after him. Not fighting, but just goes after him. He's got the phone, he's recording it, and not one time does the man deny that he's meeting this, what he thought was a 14-year-old girl. Not one time he says, I I've never done this before, this is my first time. So basically confessing, admitting. He goes back and he's on Facebook Live. He says, I just want to let everybody know. And he goes back and it's got a West Virginia license plate. And he begins to ask the guy his name and he's recording everything. And he goes back and finds out that's a guy in our town, in our area. So we have, just like you guys would have a, uh, a town Facebook page where they post, boom, he puts it out there. We want to let your area know this guy lives amongst you. This guy is living. And everybody knew the guy. This guy has never been in trouble. This guy is a popular referee amongst the kids in the high school and all the different places. Has refereed a ton of games. Has, has high influence. Have never had any type of problem before. Even in refereeing games and whatever he may do, you say, well, there was some kind of sign. No, no, no one's ever. He's never been written up, never been written for anything inappropriate. He coached at one of the local high schools for a long time, worked at a bank. He's married with kids. 
And the one thing people just kept asking me everywhere I went, everywhere I went, everywhere I went, what happened with this guy? Can you, did you see that? Can you believe what happened? Can you believe? And I said, I can. Well, how can you believe? Can we pull up Proverbs chapter 4? And we tell people at all times, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, guard your hearts. But above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Oh, sit there. I'm coming for you today. Guard your heart. Keep the door closed. For it determines the course of your life. Where you're heading. Where you're going. He said, I need you to guard that door. I don't need you to open that door. I don't need you to open that door. I need you to guard that door. I need you to watch. I need you to be careful what you let into your life. We're living in the pandemic, so the, so the one that is fear. God says, I need you to be careful of what you're allowing into your life. I need you to be careful who you're getting counsel from. I need you to be careful what you're watching and what you're reading and what you're listening to. Because all it takes is just that door, just to open up a little bit, and fear will kick it in. And when you have fear, then you'll have discouragement. And then discouragement will turn into depression. And then the depression will turn into thoughts of suicide all just from one door open oh I'm going to bring it to you today let's keep on going here is a man a referee well known in the community everybody knew him everybody's in shock nobody knows idea what how could what could happen that would cause this man so often this is where we get it in the wrong in church we see somebody come in with tattoos or purple hair or orange hair or piercing in their nose and be like, oh, they must have a devil. <laughs> but here's a well clean cut man, a referee, put together, works at the bank, knows how to talk, knows how to do that. And he says, I don't know why it came over me. I've never done this before. What would cause a man who is married with kids? to get in his car and drive two hours to meet up with a 14-year-old girl. What would cause somebody? Oh, let's go. Can we keep going here today? I got a few minutes to preach this thing. Luke chapter 11. Can we keep? I got some word today. We're just going to keep going. Luke chapter 11, verse 24. It says, when an unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places. Seeking rest. When a spirit comes out of a person, it goes through waterless areas. Seeking rest. Demonic forces, they search and they thrive for waterless, dry places to rest. Give me some time. We're getting there. Can I say it again? Demonic forces, they search and they thrive for waterless, dry places to rest. Waterless places, dry places. In other words, he's looking for someone who is dried up from not being in church. He says, I'm looking at enemies. He says, I'm looking for somebody who hasn't been praying like they used to pray. 
I'm looking for somebody who's dried up because they hadn't been in the Word. It's been the pandemic, and they haven't they haven't got in the Word. They haven't been in the Word. There had been other focuses and other things. And they're watching the news and watching here and watching this and and CNN and Fox News and this and here and what they say rather than what the Word tells me. And all of a sudden, according to the words, you get dried up. Oh, can I keep preaching up in here? Oh, you haven't been worshiping. You used to worship before the pandemic. You used to worship in your car. You used to worship before going to work. You used to worship when you got in. You put on the Christian station. You put on Pandora. You put on the worship. You put on it. Now you get click on the news. Click on the news. Click on the news. Find out what they're saying. What? And all of a sudden, faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord and all of a sudden you get dried up your faith you're, you haven't been praying you haven't been worshiping you haven't been in church you haven't been in your work you haven't been fellowshipping with one another because they tell you you can't get around somebody else and you can't be near somebody else and so now you've withdrawn yourself and, and now you're drying up drying up drying up drying up Drying up, drying up, and now that enemy, that spirit we're getting somewhere, says, I look and I thrive on dry, waterless areas. When I think about that, I think of King David and Bathsheba. How many of you know the, the story of King David and Bathsheba? King David and Bathsheba. If you read that in 2 Samuel chapter 11, one of the first things that come there in that particular passage that really gets you, we really focus on David hooking up with Bathsheba. Or we focus on David having her husband killed. But the real kicker of that story is the first scripture because it says in 2 Samuel chapter 11, when the kings should have been to war, David stayed at home. When he should have been doing the work of the Lord, when he should have been with his other brothers in fellowship, saying here today the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob if he can deliver us then he can deliver us now but no 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 David David is David is at home David is at home David is home just like this gentleman that I talked about he's at home one day he's at home one day the parallel he's at home one day king david's at home not 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 anywhere just at home and then just like uh king david all of a sudden looked over the bible says he looked and he seen Bathsheba. he looked he started being at home when he should have been when he should have been when he should have been at church i can't go to church it's dangerous It's so dangerous there. So David stayed when he, when he, when he should. This, this gentleman that we talked about from West Virginia was at home. And, and, and what happened one, one, one day, he looked like just like David. He looked over or he looked online. And all of a sudden, it's just a peak. 
It's just a peek. Now I know some of you say, I can't see you. I know, but that's how it happens. That's how it transpires. It's just a small, it's just a small, it's just a small door. It's just, a, I, I just, I just seen, so, I just seen, I just seen something on the internet. I just seen something there. I, I, I see, I, it just, it's just, it's just something. And as, as, as David looked over at Bathsheba, the door was ever so slightly opened. And as you start reading on with David, all of a sudden now he inquires about Bathsheba. He inquires just like this gentleman I talked about from Ohio. He gets online and now he inquires about this young lady. Hey girl, how old are you? Now the door begins to open up just a little bit further. Just a little bit more. Just that. And I, I, I just inquired. It's no big deal. It's no, it's no big deal. But the enemy says, I'm looking for a dry, waterless area. I'm looking for somebody who hadn't been praying like they should. I'm looking for somebody that hadn't been in that word. And all of a sudden, David, who inquired, who this man from Ohio inquired, now he sends for her. And he tells him, and, and he, I just want to talk to her. I just want to, I just want to talk. The man from Ohio said, girl, let's just meet. Let's just talk. I just need somebody to talk to. Here's a married man with kids that's telling a 14-year-old, I just want to talk. What would cause King David, who's considered a man after God's own heart, but yet we have this other man, what would cause this man to pursue a 14-year-old girl. And he says, let's get together. Let's meet at the gas station. King David said, but she could just come over. I just want to talk. And all of a sudden now, the door gets open and open. And the enemy says, now I found an opportunity. Now I found a way that I can get in and I'm going to wreak havoc. Oh, but I know we've been preaching about legacy. Huh? We've been talking about legacy. He says, if I can get in there, I'll wreck the legacy. I'm coming after your kids. I'm coming after your grandkids. I'm coming after your great-great-grandkids. Oh, we don't realize that we've been in church just hopping around, but we don't know that we are in a fight. We are in a battle. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians, take up the armor of God. Take on the breastplate of righteousness. Because we're in a battle. You better be on guard. You better watch what doors are open in your life. Oh, honey, I'm just watching this movie. Oh, I'm just listening to this song. Oh, I'm just looking at her. Oh, it's just a bathing suit. Oh, it's just this. Oh, it's just that. And the enemy says, I got it now. I got it now. Because if I can get in that door, if I can get in that family, there's purpose for me. There's destiny. And all of a sudden, Oh, the oil coming. I'm feeling that devil trembling now. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, if I can, if that door gets open, if I can get that door just open just enough, I can send my python spirit. I can send my python spirit. Yeah, a python. Python spirits talked about in the book of Acts. 
Paul's dealing with a, a, a sorceress spirit, a, a woman that's fallen, a young lady that's fallen him around, and, and it says that she has a, a the Greek says a, a python spirit, where we get the word python. What's a python do? It gets in there and it chokes out. And the enemy knows that there's purpose on your life. The enemy knows there's destiny on your kids. The enemy knows there's a purpose on your grandkids. But what's he going to do? He said, if I can find a door, if I can find an opportunity, I'm going to send it into that waterless, dry area. And it'll choke out the... Oh! I'll choke out the purpose of God. So David hooks up with Bathsheba, has all these things, and so now David is confronted by the prophet Nathan, and his heart becomes, do I got a few minutes on this thing? And his heart becomes so sorrowful. And he gets in and he begins to pray. And he's, oh God, create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast me away from your presence. Do not take thy Holy Spirits from me. As tears are rolling down his eye, I can't believe I did what I did. What would cause me to open that door? Oh, I'm going to somebody. Oh, I love God. I love him so much when I come to the altar. God, I love you. How can I find myself in this mess? church people only knew but David says something so profound in that psalm it's in Psalms 51 when he is confronted by the prophet he says something so powerful that I cannot shake Psalms 51 verse 5 can we pull it up there bud he says this and this is when he's confronted by the prophet he says behold I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin, my mother conceived me. In sin, my mother conceived me. So I started researching that and started on. They never talked. They talked Jesse's his dad, but they never mentioned his mom. So I started going and all, uh, for the sake of time, all the historians, uh, even uh, within the Jewish folks and, and, and all the commentaries begin to talk back and forth. What did David mean when he said, in sin, my mother conceived me? He's, he's trying to figure out what would cause a man after God's own heart to open up and say, hey, and do what he decided to do. He said, I got to figure this out. And many theologians and the historians say, and they start putting the pieces of the puzzle together, and many of them say that, that, that David's mom, something be between her and Jesse wasn't right. Something wasn't right. That's why many of the theologians say that even later in the Psalms, David says, my brothers have abandoned me. I feel an outcast in my own family. Why was it because he was the youngest? No, they were considering him the illegitimate child. When they asked him, hey, go get all your sons. Yeah. No, not him, not him, not. Oh, I, I have this other one. But you know, he's, you know, well, I was, you know, I was rolling down the street, you know, and. I've seen this lady, you know, and all of a sudden, so now David is saying, oh, i got to figure this thing out. What would cause me, who loves God, who cares about God, who has God, God after my own heart, what would cause him to do this? Where has 
started with Jesse. It started with Jesse. And all of a sudden, what people don't realize is people die, spirits don't. And all of a sudden, when Jesse was gone, that spirit said, I gotta find somebody. I gotta find somebody. But I can't just find anybody. I gotta find somebody that's dry and waterless. I gotta find somebody who hasn't been after me. And so he's searching. He's searching. I gotta find somebody with purpose. I gotta find somebody where I can stop the kingdom of God from advancing. And all of a sudden, here is David, who should have been off to war. Who should have been in church. Who should have been doing things of the kingdom. Who should have been serving in children's ministry. Who should have been serving as an usher. Who should have been, but I can't do that right now. I can't do that. David said, I decided to stay home. And that spirit says, I found somebody. I found somebody. And he gets a hold of David. The door has been opened. David has a son. Can we pull up next scripture? After this, Absalom, the son of David, had a lovely sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. I'm looking for a dry, waterless area. I'm going after your legacy. I'm going to choke out the purpose of God. What you've been praying for and believing for, I'm coming after. And all of a sudden, that it left Jesse. And David, who was dried up, hit him. Grabbed a hold of him, and it says, I'm not stopping there. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And it says, the son of David, Amnon. Amnon is so full of lust that he rapes his half-sister. The lust of, for his sister is so consuming that he says, I can't handle it anymore. And he goes after his sister. It started with Jesse. And the door has been opened. I'm wondering who has left a door open. The door has been opened and it says that I can get David and then he says, I got David. I got David right where and now I'm going to go Amnon. And then Amnon and that spirit gets a hold of Amnon and he's so full of rage of lust that he rapes his half-sister. He says, but I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Go to the next one. And we, I think it's just Absalom. So Absalom, we, I don't, for the sake of time, for the scriptures of Absalom. Absalom was there, also the son of David. Absalom becomes so enraged and so furious about what happened with Amnon. He's so upset with his father. He's so mad at his father that his father has opened the door in their life. He says enough is enough. Absalom takes one of David's folks. Takes her up. Up on the top of the pinnacle where everybody can see. He says make sure dad sees. And he rapes one of David's concubines. He says I want to make sure daddy sees this. I want to make sure daddy knows that this is the door that has been opened and he has not shut it. I want him to see what he's done by opening the door and never shutting it. Because now, for the sake of time, we don't have to go. David has another one, Solomon. 
He's got so many concubines and wives he don't even know what to do with. If you keep searching the lineage of David, David has another son. His name's Noga. If you read that up in the Hebrew, the name means luster. They even stamped him. You ain't got no choice, bud. You in trouble. He's after your legacy. He's after, but you have to shut the door. You have to shut the door and you have to keep it shut. But he is looking for a dry, waterless area that he can find, that he can wreck. I don't know about you, but it is time that we have to water it down. Our God is a God of water. He spoke and said, let there be water, and there was water. He met a woman at the well. Oh, can I preach to somebody? He met a woman at the well, and he begins to talk about water, and he says, the water that I have, you shall never thirst again. And then all of a sudden, he begins to talk about worship. Oh, he even tells somebody out of your belly to flow forth rivers of living water. You have the you have the word, the water. Oh, I wish I had somebody in here. There comes a time that I'm looking for somebody. Hey, Trent, can you help me, bud? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna put you to work today, since you didn't come see me yesterday. Yeah, all right, come on, buddy. We got to keep our, like, little distant COVID friendly. <laughs> all right, so I need you, yeah, yeah, I need you to play a part, all right? All right, so this doesn't, you're, you're a great guy, I love you. But you're going to portray the enemy today. So walk with me. You're staying here. All right. And so now, can you just open it a little bit? Try, so try is portraying the enemy and the enemy says if I can just find an opportunity if I can just right there if I can find just one if I can just find just a small open door if I can just get in to that family if I can just get in there I'm going to wreck the house if I can just get in there but I'm here to let you know that our weapons for warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds but here's the key I, a lot of people ask what do I do what do I do the enemy He's looking for a dry, waterless area. He said, I'm looking for a dried up family. Well, I got a couple of amens on this. He both did it at the same time. You're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. What we got? What we got? Yeah, we'll start here. He's trying to get in the house. He's trying to get in after your legacy. He's trying to get after your family. He's trying to get after your kids. But I said our weapons for warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of stronghold. And the people in the world says, oh, they're too dramatic about wanting to be in church. They're too dramatic about wanting to worship. They're too dramatic about wanting to do this. No, it's not about being dramatic. It's not about being over super spiritual. But it's about watering it down. Because we are in a battle. He's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And I don't know who I've got in the call play. I mean, God's 
I'm not alright with what I found and I'm not going to conform but the enemy I just let him throw it in my mouth and the enemy is going to pull it up and I think if I could just get in the Alexander household if I could just get in there I work these kids I work this ministry oh I wish I had somebody to help me preach in here but I'm thankful I'm thankful that his rod is sharper than any two-hour but now is not the time. This is not a political statement. It's a spiritual statement. California, you're allowed to go into the strip club and throw dollars, but you're not allowed to have a Bible study in your house. Why? Why? Because it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Why? He's trying to shut down the word. Because what happens when you have the word? That enemy's trying that enemy's trying to creep in here. I don't know about you, but for me and my house, I what happened to my That means you just got an amen. Yep. I don't know about you, but when I see him come creeping in, I say for me and my house, we ain't switching up the word. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to step in and I'm ready to dominate with him because I can't let nothing fight against me. Say if you're able to prosper. The enemy may come in like a flood, but the spirit of the Lord protects my body. The Towards the end, she left her water pots. Because she knows the water that she needs don't come through no water pot. Her water comes through worship. And when you start worship, now is the time that those who are worship in spirit and in truth. 
Where's my worship team? Come on, though. Come on, run up on here. I need give me give me rattle. Give me rattle. Can you do it spontaneously? Come on, the whole worship team run fast as you can. I'm timing you. <laughs> give me rattle. Give me rattle. Give me rattle. Give me rattle. You gotta gotta jump on it. Well, the singers, you you I, I, you might want to stay because it's gonna get watery. <laughs> Listen, listen, anything that I'm saying, it is not political, but I want you to see what is happening in this world. When COVID busted out, and still is, we're in West Virginia, and our governor, and I'm not knocking him, he prays and stuff, I'm not knocking him. But one of the things that they've done in California and these other places is to listen, you can go to church, but we don't want you singing. We don't we don't want you singing. You can go to church, you can sit there, you can just sit, but you can't sing. Because if you sing, that's where it spreads. Now, now the people that are rioting, it don't spread like that. The people that are at the football game yelling for people, it don't spread like that. Uh, people that are over here at the ball game, it don't spread like that. You, you can go to your kid's ball game, but it won't spread like that. But if you go into church, all of a sudden, why? Because the enemy knew that if I can get them to shut their mouth, if I can get them to quiet their praise, if I can get them to be silent, because something happens when a crowd can rally, people can pile up, and God's word is done. It's not the woman that was married to Job that was anointed. I want you to understand me. I want you to understand. Me. I want you to understand me. I want you to understand. 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 Me. I want you to understand.
last one church church why do you think the enemy is fighting so hard to keep us from gathering and getting together I understand we're in a pandemic I understand but if the world can do it safely at games if the world can do it how much more shall the church how much more but here's it he says I gotta quiet I gotta quiet the church I gotta get people out of church I gotta get them out of church because if I can get them out of church if I can get them out of church they're gonna dry up that's why he said in Hebrews do not forsake the assembling of ourselves that's why he said we're two or more agreed it shall be done because all of a sudden when you haven't been in church and you haven't been around fellowship and you haven't been you start drying up you start drying up come on go ahead you keep drying up and all of a sudden the enemy says I'm gonna get him I'm gonna get him I'm gonna get him and all of a sudden the door opens and begins to open but by you being here this morning 